You would be astounded at the the noise around me and this audio that actually comes through crystal clear. Shout out to these microphones for being good because I have traffic in the background that I can hear, but thankfully it, it doesn't come through on this audio. So good microphones. Appreciate that. Hope you appreciate that. My name is Tim Connor, golf coach, golf academy owner. This podcast is dedicated to the golf learning curve. Simple as that. I'm just here trying to help golfers do their best, play their best, and uh, do whatever's important to them, really. Give you a few more tools, resources, best practices to help you get to wherever you want to be and keep you on the right path to where you're going. Anyway, let's dig in. Let's talk about it. Today, we're going to talk about how to bring that practice game to the real game, to the show, and um, be able to play like you hoped you would. And that's one of the greatest things I hear from golfers is, I practice this way and then I play another way or I had a really good practice session and that that guy or gal just doesn't show up to the golf course. It just doesn't happen as often as I would like it to. And I find there are some commonalities amongst that more than you would think, surprisingly so. Carry that practice game to the golf game. We're actually going to do a two-parter today. Two little two-part series because next week I'm going to be on the road. I figured I'd re- pre-record it and get something in the hopper for all of you. Practice versus play. Let's dig in on some of these best practices to get you to bring that game to the golf course. All right, I want to start by outlining your job, your, your job when you show up to practice. We're going to kind of separate in two different buckets and then weave those two buckets together. So your job when you're practicing is different than your job when you're playing. And if we were to draw out a Venn diagram, there's definitely some stuff that meets in the middle. But I want to I want you to describe your job to you first. When you practice, there's a couple different kinds of practice you can do. You can practice your technique. This is some version of trying to help you build stronger technique so you can hit golf shots that are more repeatable. You can practice for performance, which means you're trying to emulate playing your best. And you can also practice for fun or creativity. And all of these things kind of need to be balanced together and figure out what the right mix of that recipe is for you. That mix could be different depending on you, where you're at, where you're going, and where you want to be. For example, if you're a new golfer, it's much more important that you practice technique more of the time than someone who's a more established golfer. Unless that established golfer is, of course, undergoing a makeover and then they need to practice their technique more often. And a more established golfer, they need to spend more time practicing on performance practice so they can perform their best when they're out there on the golf course. Now the difference here, technique practice is simply breaking down, doing something that's going to help you build better technique. This could be drill work. This could be skill work. An example would be like a straight arm drill. One of my very favorite drills is just swinging back with straight arms and swinging through with straight arms. That's technique practice. Performance practice. This is when you're going to dig in and make it exactly like you play, okay? That means your pre-shot routine is the same. That means your visualization process is the same. That means your mental intent is as close to the same as possible. I want you to be focused in and focused up just as if you were to hit a shot on the golf course. This is a big reason many people don't transfer their game very well to the course is because they don't have the same mental preparation. And you don't rise to the occasion on the golf course, you will fall to your preparation. So if your preparation is good, have no sweat. If you haven't put the work in, well, then you're uh, riding on a hope and um, 
those hopes don't always pan out. Get your preparation right and your golf game will be right. Technique practice, performance practice, and practice for fun or creativity. This is a also a segment that I think is undervalued, not utilized enough. It's important that when you're practicing, you try to mix it up a little bit every once in a while. You try to hit some shots that you're not common with, that are not comfortable with. You try to hit shots that are uncommon for you. So if you're a low ball hitter, you hit high balls. If you're a high ball hitter, you hit low balls. If you're a slicer, you do the opposite, so on and so forth. And you just, you, you do things that are different. Maybe you slice one, then you hook one. Maybe you practice unique shots to a target where you're punching out from the trees or you're hitting a shot around a tree or it's just low pressure practice where you're building your skills through creativity. This is something that kids are very good at, college players, uh, generally young players because they're, they're, they really value the fun of golf. Whereas adults, a lot of them are playing for fun, but I think their priorities can get a little more mixed where maybe it's client golf or maybe it's tournament golf and they're so serious that they forgot what fun is. And there's just a lot of reasons for an adult to, to lack in this department. So it's important you have some balance. And, and that's what this, this is all about, is finding the right balance or the right mix for you. And understanding that, you know, different things have different roles, and all of those roles weave their way into building long-term skill sets. And that, that's what we really want. We want to build long-term skills. And we're, I'm never really going to have you hit the easy button here. Hitting the easy button is it's not the kind of golf instruction I'm interested in. I'm interested in building long-lasting improvement. That's why you're here, because you want long-lasting improvement. You don't want bang-and-bust improvement. You don't want a grip fix that's going to fall apart in a round or two. You want, a, like, ownership. Extreme ownership. Very, very valuable concept. Uh, Jocko Willink has a book called Extreme Ownership. It's If you haven't read it, I would recommend it's something you check out. Or at least just understand the concept of. And it's really saying that you are the owner of all of the things under your scope. And an example of that would be like, hey, I was late for my tea time because I hit a red light. Okay, you could say, hey, the red light caused me to be late. Or you could say, hey, I accept that I was late. It's my fault. I should have allowed more time for travel. So that's just two different ways to frame it up. But having ownership of your golf swing, your practice, your accountability to your shots and your preparation is a really big deal. I find that uh, this is a department amateur golfers are generally really, maybe I'm going to call you out a little bit here, some of the worst, some of the worst in the accountability department. Everything, every reaction in golf, a lot of them are based on external things. An example of this would be a player misses the putt and they're like, oh, I hit a bump. Oh, uh, so-and-so coughed in my backswing. That's externalizing what actually happened was you lost focus or you didn't read that putt right. Or if you did hit a bump, you have to account for that bump because, hey, you are the master of your own disaster. And um, I think that's pretty important, y'all. I talk about a lot of different things on here. Some of this stuff is... It's golf, but can be applied everywhere. It's a valuable thing to practice. And I find that even some people who have major accountability in other departments of their lives, they hit the golf course and they just fall into the trap of like, oh, the wind gusted and my ball missed the green. 
yeah, those things happen. And uh, you'll be better off if you take ownership of those things and, and be the person who, who is the master of their own disaster. And what that means, I like to say that the master of your own disaster is, hey, you are accountable for all things under your scope. And it's just uh, my little way of talking about extreme ownership and a little more of a joking way. But on the golf course, understand that, you know, you're responsible for all of it. You're responsible for your preparation. You're responsible for, for your clubs, your equipment, the wind, the weather. And some of the things are out of your control. And you have to accept that. And I don't love the term control because it's it's very black and white. And not everything is black and white. If you can't do anything about it, don't worry about it. Focus on you. Focus on the things that are under your umbrella, your scope, owning your movement, owning your preparation, and being ready to play the best possible golf when you show up to the golf course. And if you have a bad round, hey, that's on you. If I have a bad round, that's on me. If I'm slicing the ball, that's on me. I haven't done the work or maybe I'm missing some of the technique or whatever. It's it's all on me. If my podcast isn't helping you out, that's on me. If I show up and I don't perform at a tournament, that's on me. If I don't help one of my students play better, that's on me. It all falls in my lap. To accept that is a big win and things will change. And you will... You'll just find yourself working on the things that will help you instead of the things that are outside of your umbrella. All right, well, that was a little bit of a side tangent, but man, I feel really strongly about that. In golf, I think that that's something that we can all do a little bit better. And if you do it better, you will see it. You will see it show up in your handicap. You will see it show up in your scores, your ability to perform in tournaments because you will be accountable for everything that happens. Thank you so much for hanging out for part one. Come back for part two, where we talk about practice and play and some of the best practices to get you to implement all of this fun stuff that we're talking about. Next episode is all about implementation. We're gonna dig in, we're gonna dive deep, we're gonna help you play and get on the path to better golf. Anyway, you all, I wanna say thank you for being here for another podcast. Leave this thing a review, share it with a friend. I will catch you back here, same time, same place, next week.